Amen. Well, good morning, church. Yeah, amen. It's a holiday weekend, and but you know, uh, we're here together, amen, and we're here to praise God, and I appreciate the anointing that is here today. And uh, I'm excited because whenever we start off the holiday season, whenever we start off Christmas, uh, I don't, you know, I just have, I used to preach a Sunday sermon getting close to, to Christmas, but a few years ago, it's like the anointing of God got a hold of me, and, and uh, I began to see completely different this whole Christmas season. I began to preach differently about it, and, and uh, it no longer was just a Christmas message to me, but it's a whole, to me, it's a whole month, and it's a whole season, and it's a whole year of knowing who God is, knowing who He is. And I think as we enter in this Christmas season, now that Thanksgiving is over, I think we have to focus in on who He is. You see, Christmas, the whole Christmas message is probably the most supernatural thing you're ever going to see, ever read about, rather. It's the most incredible time when heaven invades earth. When a natural earth and natural people like you and I were visited by angelic beings, first of all. When Gabriel announced to Mary, and then when the Son of God himself was born, it was heaven coming down and existing on earth. It was the supernatural power of God existing now among men. And I think as we move into this Christmas season, there are some things I think that are very important to note and that is that we know who God is, that we know who Jesus is, and that we help each other and help the world with the perception of who God is. Christmas, the, to the world, Jesus' ministry started when he was born or when he turned 33 years old. That's when the world acknowledges him. But those of us who are in the kingdom of God, we know that it's much more than that. We know that his ministry is far greater than just the time he visited this earth. And I want us to talk a little bit. I want to share with you a little bit this morning on who he is. You see that we have to know that. We have to know who Jesus is as kingdom people. We have to know him really and know him and understand who he is and the power that he has. Even when he was in, the, the, uh, uh, in Bethlehem. Even when he was in Bethlehem. The birth of our Savior is a, a precious time. And let's change the perception of a season to a lifelong ministry that Jesus gave us. He gave us a lifelong ministry. He gave us a lifelong uh, understanding of who He is. And not it's more than just a Christmas season. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that He is? Do you know Him? Do you really know Him? Do you really celebrate the Christmas season? Knowing who Jesus is? Or is it just a time of year to you? Is it just a season to you? I'm telling you, if you knew who it was that you worship, even today in this building, if you really knew who He is, your life would be changed forever. If you really knew Him, and how amazing He is, the world knows Him as a baby that was born of a virgin. A powerful story. The world knows him as growing up on this earth among men. 
powerful story. The world knows him as parting or, or walking on water, water, and the world knows him as turning water into wine and giving sight to the blind. How amazing those stories are. But if you're limiting Jesus to the Gospels, you don't know him at all. If you're limiting him to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you don't know him at all. You see, he's far more than just the New Testament. He's far more than just our understanding of when he did invade earth. He's far more than that, and he's far more powerful than that. How amazing is he? Yeah, I believe in the virgin birth, and we're going to definitely preach about that, absolutely. But I want to give you a little bit of more for those of you who maybe are new, and those of you who aren't, maybe you have forgotten a little bit who he is. This morning, I want to share with you this word in the book of Revelation, chapter 13. You can mark it there, or you can read it, or I'll let me read it to you. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 8. If you love him, say amen. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the Lamb book of life, of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Now, let me focus on the last part of that scripture. What does that mean, that he was a lamb of God slain from the foundations of the earth? Well, listen, we thought he was born in a manger. That's where his ministry started. Well, now we're seeing that his ministry was actually from the foundations of the earth. His ministry was actually beginning at the foundations of the earth. And not just to be born and all of a sudden these horrible events take place and then he was crucified. He knew he was going to be the slain lamb of God. The father knew he was going to be the slain lamb of God. He absolutely knew that. Jesus is more than just a baby in a manger. He was more than somebody who walked this earth. You have to know that Jesus was and is a very most and a very powerful, the most powerful uh, way you can describe God. You can say the name of Jesus. He's the very essence of God. He's the very deity of God. He was there in the beginning. He was there at the foundation of the earth. That's how we know him. And that's how kingdom people should know him. Not just in a manger. Not just walking this earth. And not just doing miracles. Not just uh, hanging on a cross. And not just resurrecting. All those are amazing. And that's what we base the gospel off of. Absolutely. But for the family of God, I want you to go back. Because you need to know the fullness of his deity. You need to know the fullness of his deity. He was not created by the Father. He was, not a, he was not just a little bit higher than the angels. He was not a brother of the devil and all that whole mess that the Mormon church talks about. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is God. He was God and is always going to be God. Always. From the foundations of the earth. So we take Jesus out of the manger... And we put him now in the beginning of the earth. From the very foundations, he was there. From the very foundations, he was there. Now, we could even take it a little bit further than that. And if our limited minds can even comprehend, which it's difficult to me, for me, even as I was studying and, and going over these passages, I kept thinking about how, 
How is it possible for me to comprehend what the Word of God is trying to say to me? For in the book of John chapter 1, the Scripture says, In the beginning... Now, we think of the beginning of the earth. Well, listen, it says in the beginning. How far back do you go of that beginning? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Scripture says the Word was God. We have to take this perception of Jesus as being a creation of the Father. That whole understanding is for our our finite minds. But let me tell you something. Jesus was not a creation of the Father. Jesus is the Father. He is the Son. He is the Holy Ghost. For He said, if you've seen Me, you have seen the Father. You can't separate them. You can't pull them apart and put one, here's the Father, here's the Son. That's for our understanding. But who is He? He was there in the beginning. He was there from the foundations of the earth. Now we read John verse 1 and says, Oh, wait a minute. In the beginning, there was God. There was the Word. And the Word was with Him. If you want to say the Father, He was with the Father. But the Scripture clearly says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Oh, we want so bad to wrestle with that and to, to think about, well, he's, he's, you know, he cannot be like the Father equal. Yes, he is. He's one with him. He's one with the Father. And I say it again, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. If you've seen me, you've seen him. You've seen the Father. He's one with him. He was there in the beginning. He was there when the foundations of the earth were forming. He was there in the beginning when, when, when Adam and Eve were created. Who was it? We don't have any recognition, any uh, 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 inclination that the Father God ever walked this earth. It was always a Christophany of Jesus. It was Jesus who visited this earth and walked this earth in the cool of the day. It was Jesus who breathed life into Adam and Adam came alive. It was Jesus who walked the gardens and spoke with Adam and Eve on a daily basis. It was Jesus. It was Him. Whenever we hear of that powerful visitation, it's always Jesus. He's more than a baby in a manger. And the redemption, the redemptive power of the cross, oh, how amazing. How amazing. But if you knew him, his ministry started way before that. Way before that. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is he to you? Who is he to you? The world wants to know. The world is searching. The world's looking for a God. And we're now living a country where the commander-in-chief will say, all gods are accepted now in this country. Who are we looking for? Who do you say Jesus is? We once were a God-fearing nation. And the church once stood up. And stood up for their Jesus, for their God. The church somewhat has gotten confused. 
the Christian church has gotten confused. We now allow fellowship with other gods and other religions. We now allow uh, homosexual preachers behind the pulpit. We now allow these things to happen. We're okay with abortion. And we're okay with the whole fellowship, economical fellowship of other religions. It's not to be so. There is only one God. His name is Jesus. And he was there in the beginning. He was there in the beginning. He was there. Who do you say Jesus is? There's a whole lot of confusion in the, in the Christian church of America. A whole lot of confusion. I know who God is to me. I know who Jesus is to me. He's far more than a baby born in a manger. He's much more than being able to walk on water. He's much more than being able to give sight to the blind. And even today, look at the church today. Look at us today. We are so intent. There's a whole new movement in this world today with ministries that are popping up all over our nation and the world. And everyone is focused so much on signs and wonders. Miracles. Oh, we had a miracle today. We had a miracle today. We're losing sight of who he is. We're losing sight of the miracle giver. We're so intent on seeing a wonder. So purposed and seeing a wonder. We're losing sight of who he is. What if we never had another miracle again? What if we never had another miracle again? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know him? You have to be in love with the miracle giver, not the miracle. You have to be in love with the one who does miracles and not just the miracle. You can't run here and there looking for prophets and prophetic word. You've got enough word right here. You got enough word right here. Oh, don't get me wrong. I love a good prophetic word myself. I love when somebody gives a word to me and I and I know that it's of God. I love that. I do believe in the prophet. I do believe in the prophetic ministry. We have our very own prophet here, and I do believe in apostles. Absolutely. But we're not the end all. We're not the end all. If we're focused on prophetic ministry, if we're focused on signs and wonders, you're missing it from the very start. It's about the one who was there from the foundation of the earth. It's about the one that was there in the beginning. His name is Jesus. That's how your theology should go deeper in Christmas. That's how your theology should take a turn and go deeper in this Christmas season. I love the nativity. I love the virgin birth. I love when Gabriel visits Mary. I love when Jesus walks this earth. I love when there's miracles. Oh, and yes, I love the cross. Why? Because it was on the cross that he bore my sin and paid my price. I love the resurrection power of Christ. And I love the fact that he's coming again. Absolutely, I love that. But I also know who he is. I know his ministry started far before this earth was even created. Before this earth was even hung on nothing, Jesus was. Before there was even a star in the sky, Jesus was. Before there was even air and gravity, Jesus was. Can you say amen? Are you listening this morning? You got to be in love with the miracle giver, not the miracle. Miracles won't save you. A miracle won't save you. 
There were nine. I preached about it last week. There were ten lepers. They all got miracles. Nine went about their way. Only one came back. Miracles won't save you. You have to be in love with the one who gives miracles. You have to be in love with the one whose name is Jesus who saved you and washed you. Oh, I want a good miracle just like everybody else. And I believe in miracles and I pray for miracles. But the absence of a miracle doesn't mean that Jesus is absent. The absence of a miracle does not mean that Jesus is absent. I've prayed for babies. We've had so much intercession going on for people. We don't get the miracle. Does that mean Jesus was not there? Baloney. He's with us in life and he's with us in death. He's with us in good times. He's with us in bad times. He's with us when we're walking through trial. Even in the fiery furnace, we think that because we're going through tough times, Jesus isn't there. Check out Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was right there with them in the fire. He was with them in the fiery furnace. He was with them when things were difficult, when things were hot. Yes, I want you to know that he is the deliverer, and he can deliver you from your tough and difficult situations. But sometimes he'll be with you in them instead of delivering you from them. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know him? Oh, church, it's far more than the manger. He's far more than the manger, Susan. He's far more than December 25th. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that our whole nation shuts down on December 5th because of my Jesus. I love that. I love it. I love the fact that our whole nation is quiet. Oh, you have those stores, the little stores that stay open and they want to sell, sell, sell. That's all right, but listen to me. On December 25th, the government is shut down. doesn't matter what our commander-in-chief thinks. We don't have a legal holiday for Allah or Muhammad. We have a legal holiday for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, and we're shut down for him. I love that. I love December 25th. I love December 25th. I love that. I love Christmas Eve, absolutely. But my theology goes far greater is far greater. My understanding of him is far greater than one day a year. My understanding of him goes far beyond even the manger. It goes all the way to the beginning. Does yours? Who do you say that Jesus is? I want you to know that he was in the beginning. We have trouble with that, but he was in the beginning. We know that there was even prophetic declaration about the manger scene. It was declared in the book of Genesis that there would be a manger scene. Yes, he was born to die. We know that. He was born to die. But, but it, could you even imagine how amazing he is? When he starts putting a plan together, I'm going to create the earth. I'm going to create humanity. And by the way, I'm going to be born of a virgin. I'm going to die for them. How kind of love is that? What kind of love is that for my sin, for your sin? How amazing is the love of God? It goes far beyond the Christmas season. It's far greater than anything we can even imagine. To comprehend the love of God, there was a portion, there was a time in the Scriptures, the apostles and the disciples, they 
They debated over who Jesus was. Some said he was Elijah, reincarnated. He was powerful. And he argued, the Pharisees argued over him. And in this passage of Scripture, I want you to hear, just let me read this to you. It says, when Jesus came came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, whom do men say that I am, that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some, that thou art John the Baptist. Some say you are Elias or Elijah. And yet others say you are Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said unto them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter stood up and answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. When Jesus heard that, he said to him, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven, has revealed it to you. Who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that he is? Do you know him? Do you know him today? Who do you say that he is? As we move into this Christmas season, let it start today with recognizing who Jesus is. Let it start today with the understanding that he is God in the very form and the very essence of the very deity. He's God. He is God. And let your theology be correct. Let your theology be correct. He's not a creation of God. He is God. And that's why we worship Him. That's why we love Him. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Yes, He is the miracle maker, absolutely. But I'm in love with Him and not the miracle. I love Jesus. I love the one who gives the gifts and not the gifts themselves. Are you listening today? You cannot be so infatuated with what we get from him. You got to learn to love him. Do you have a relationship with Jesus today? Do you know him the way Simon Peter knew him? Do you know him the way the elders knew him? Do you know him today? His name is Jesus. King of kings. The Lord of lords. Let everything be changed today in this Christmas season. Let everything be changed today in this Christmas season. Let our perception of him be changed. Let our perception of what the world says he is. I mean, let us begin to change their perception of who he is. His name is Jesus. Who do you say that he is? Is he here in your heart? Has he transformed your life? Are you committed to him? Are you committed to a religion? Are you committed to a church? Are you committed to a way of living? Do you know him? You can't just, it's just not about just coming to Sunday morning church and hearing some good music and leaving. He's far greater than that. He's far greater than that. He's far greater than you just trying to know him when you are in the fiery furnace. He's far greater than that. Do you know him today? 
When was the last time you embraced him? When was the last time you wrestled with him? Do you know Jesus? Christian Worship Center family, do you know him? Do you love him? He's a bright morning star. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a prince of peace. He's our healer. He's our provider. He's our strong tower. He's the one we run to in times of trouble. He's a solid rock on which we stand on. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the precious lamb of God. Do you know him today? Who do you say he is? Do you know him today? Do you have a tradition of going to church? Or do you know him today? Do you come to church to sit in the chair and go home and get your blessing on? Or do you know him today? Who do you say Jesus is? Pastor Ben, if you can help me. Who do you say he is? You see, to say that he is Jesus is far more than lip service. To say that he's Jesus is far more than just speaking a word and saying this is who he is. The question was that he was asking to Peter and to his disciples. Does your life reflect who I am? Does your life reflect who I am? Because you can say he's Jesus all day long, but if you're not living and reflecting Jesus, what good is it? Your character has to reflect Jesus. Your heart has to reflect Jesus. Your soul has to reflect the Lord. It has to reflect the King of Kings has transformed my life and I'm different because of him. That's the gospel. That's the kingdom of God. It's far more than Christian Worship Center. Far more than this place we call church. Do you know him? Do you know him? Stand to your feet this morning.